Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We'll talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to the studio. Whether you are watching or listening, Bobby and I are grateful to be with you today. Today, we're looking at 2 Corinthians chapter 3. And what's interesting here is Paul's talking about confidence. He's talking about uh, commending ourselves or commending other people. And there does come a point in time in everyone's life where they probably have a little bit of doubt and, and maybe insecurity creep in. Sure. Like, is this working? And just this last summer, it was just mm. so fun to watch one of our children was just bent on, I'm going to learn to do a backflip. Oh, I remember. Off, yeah, yeah, we all remember. <laughs> uh, it was a sanctifying process off the diving board. No one made this person want to do this. We didn't even offer up the idea. Just one day, I was like, I'm going to do this. And... I don't know how many backflops we think we had, how many eventually back know, dives. But Mom and Dad, why don't you tell me? How, I, I don't even know how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, but, but eventually, like, there's like, I can't do this, I can't do this. Where it's like, yeah. no, you need to like, tell yourself, I'm going to do this and rip your knees back over your head, like, <laughs> pull it as hard as you can, and let's see if we can make it. But eventually, she's like, well, Dad, you do it. I'm like, uh, wait, what? <laughs> so, I remember. I'm like, so, I don't know. So I get up there, and you're like, um... I am a little anxious right now, a little insecure. Like, this is water. Tell yourself you could do it. How bad is it going to hurt? We're going to do this. Let's go. <laughs> you got to make the jump. Um, the same is true like in ministry. As Paul is talking about his relationship with the church in Corinth, they're trying to figure out, like, how wow. are we doing this and where yeah. can we put our confidence? And Paul is making it very clear. Mm-hmm. You might be gifted. You might be charismatic. You might have money and resources and a network. But when it comes to your spirituality, and it comes to your walk with God and ultimately your salvation, your confidence has to be yeah. in Jesus. It mm-hmm. has to be. So verse 4, 5, and 6 says this. Such confidence we have through Christ before God. Not that we are competent in ourselves mm-hmm. to claim anything for ourselves, but our competence comes from God. He has made us competent as ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter of the law, but by the Spirit. For the letter of the law kills, but the spirit gives life. Mm-hmm. And so again, he's just, I'll let you hop in here, but he's saying we're sufficient, not because of what we've done, mm-hmm. not because of our GPA or our bank account or our morality. We're sufficient because what Christ has done has been applied to the Christian when they repent and believe. Yeah. And so that frees you up. It liberates you from having to perform. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you're free. You're loved. So go love. Yeah. You know? Be who you are. Shine for Jesus because yeah. that's what he made you. So follow him. That's one of the things in the initial verses too that Paul's getting at. It's it's you actually that are my credibility and my yeah. legitimacy. You church are actually my written letter. You church are my, you know, mini Jesus people out there representing the message that I've told you. And so that's curious too because Paul's saying like there's no way that I did this or could even do this mm. in my own power. Like this is the Holy Spirit working working through the gospel message that's now come out through Paul's mouth and now is all over these people in Corinth and and they're living like that and he's saying it's you you're the message that makes that makes my ministry actually legitimate yeah and so that's that's not at all done in our own power there's no way that Paul and Paul's saying that he's saying we look back if there's any boasting I mean that's one thing again that you know for sure is like another Paul like a Paulism when we talk about that boasting Yes, is yeah. like I'm not boasting, you know, in my own power, but in my weakness. I'm not boasting in my own strength. I'm boasting in Jesus. And it's like, okay, Paul, we get it. 
But his point here remains the same where he's saying like, it's not believe in what we're doing, not because of who I am, but because of who Jesus is. And so it is in how we, you know, walk out our own lives in our family and in our churches and our jobs where it's like, man, I am broken and sinful and look at my story and look who I was and look who Jesus has made me by his grace and his sanctifying power. And so Paul's, his kind of um, tone of like convincing in this, this this way keeps going in that he talks about the Hmm. difference in the relationship though between kind of the law and what was and what was written on stone and then what's to come well what's so so funny is there's some really serious messy situations at play here and paul is still in the midst of it saying almost you need to have the before and after look at who you were and look at who you become now even in our dysfunction right you've grown Mm -hmm. you're you make me credible because right. of who you were and who you are today. Right. And good. so Paul is just so stinking invested in people. Mm-hmm. He's, he's all in. And that's a call mm-hmm. for us today, too. When it comes that's to good. discipleship and following the way of Jesus and living out the scriptures, you and I have to um, wrestle with the idea of, like, who am I investing in? Right. I can't just be a silo. I can't just be a maverick Christian. I'm going to do my own thing. It's like, no, you need to have someone pouring into you. And then you, in turn, need to be pouring into at least one other person, mm-hmm. if not more. So the question mm-hmm. is just straight up, who are you investing in? Mm-hmm. And it starts with your family and those closest to you, but then it needs to expand to those that God has entrusted to you. And when I say entrusted to you, meaning that God's brought under like your influence and in your network of relationships in life. Yeah. Might be a coworker, might be a roommate, might just be a friend, might be someone older or younger, doesn't matter. Who do you have um, an ability to connect with and Mm -hmm. talk about the things of God? Mm -hmm. And so our job is to pay attention to who's open to these things and then go and discuss this with them. So who are who are you investing? And I actually want you to think about that question, and try to answer it. Yeah, I think that's a model, too, that we've kind of we've heard before at Emmanuel where it's like who's who's mentoring and pouring into you? What group, what person, you know, and then in turn, then who are you? seeking out or pouring into whether again it's in a group and it's to somebody with your messages i think that's a really practical helpful way to Mm -hmm. to actually observe and and audit that um paul continues that's what i was getting at paul continues talking about like the glory of god in this new covenant but he reflects first on the ministry and the the life of the old testament israelites yeah the the law Now, if the ministry that brought death, which was engraved in letters on stone, came with glory so that the Israelites could not look steadily at the face of Moses because of its glory, transitory though, what is that word? Yeah, transitory though it was, will not the ministry of the Spirit be even more glorious? Mm. If the ministry that brought condemnation was glorious, how much more glorious is the ministry that brings righteousness? And so Paul's bringing up Moses and Mount Sinai and literally like the, the letters written on tablet, like the Ten Commandments, Moses's face that was, you know, shining bright with the Lord. He's kind of yeah. calling memory to that and saying, you know, isn't it going to be even more, more glorious what the outpouring of the Spirit's doing? If the law, which kind of showed us who we are in our sin and revealed mm-hmm. and revealed God the Father, um, was good and glorious, how much more now that we have um, the letter, the gospel that brings life through the spirit, how much more yeah. glorious is that? And so we actually, we just heard a story recently um, and it was really helpful. Do you remember this? And he was the, I think it was an apologist or a pastor. Somebody was talking about how if you, um, if you don't understand that you are unwell 
then oh, yeah. why would you accept any kind yes. of treatment yeah yeah and i feel like that's actually a this is like a necessary piece that paul's talking about like help us remember god who yeah. we were and so that was this guy's point and in, in telling people about jesus but he used the he used the example of like medicine yeah and how if if i'm a doctor and clark mm-hmm. is my patient and i just say hey clark i've got like these two cures, I have these two pills or whatever, yeah. vitamins. You got to buy them, pay for them, you need them. You need these, they're going to make you feel better. And, and, and I'm going to say, no, I feel like I'm doing just fine. I don't need that. Exactly. And, it, and if even if it is 100% true, but you don't understand your need yeah. for the cure, then why would you accept it? Why would you even long to have it? Then the doctor's got to drop some proof. Exactly. And so if you actually go back to the origin and the root of the problem and say, hey, Clark, I know you might not feel like bad, but you've got some serious stuff. Here's going an on. X-ray, here, or here's yes. the CT scan. Here's and you your blood work. Prove to me, like this, this isn't is not good. good. I'm gonna gladly say, yes. I'll take the cure. Because mm-hmm. what the Old Testament does—that's a great story. What what the Old Testament does is it proves Exposes. that we are yeah. um, unable to behave. Yeah, we are unable to follow the laws. Right. We can't honor God. Mm-hmm. We can't even honor our own mommy and daddy. Right. And we're <laughs> envious and greedy and adulterous. Mm-hmm. And we might not physically murder somebody, but we're murdering them in our hearts or yeah. our thoughts, you know. Mm-hmm. And so when we come to realize then that like, well, I guess I'm not a good person because I have stolen. I have lied. I have said the Lord's name in vain. So then maybe I do need help. Right. And then he's saying, here's your cure. Yeah. Here's what I offer you. And the Old Testament just showed us that we could not live this out. Yeah. So then the Spirit comes to actually change our heart. He keeps unpacking this. Yeah. Verse 10, he says, For what was glorious has no glory now, like the Old Testament law, in comparison with this surpassing glory, right. being that of Jesus and the Spirit. If what was transitory came with glory, how much glory, greater is the glory of which it lasts? Mm-hmm. Because what happened in Exodus 34, this is what he's alluding mm-hmm. to, is Paul uh, Moses had met with God on the mountain, right. came down, and his face is burning bright right. like people can't look at it right or he has to put a veil over mm-hmm. his face so that people can actually be in his presence and he's mm-hmm. saying that was cool now magnify that times like a bunch of other people who have now come into contact with the glory exactly. of god mm-hmm. so like if you fast forward to john 14 jesus says something that's really interesting he says you see all these miracles i'm doing and the works i'm doing right you're going to do greater than than these and people have debated what that what means. That? And I am right. convinced, this right. is my own opinion, that that word greater is not talking about quality because, one, we're not God. Two, we're not dying and resurrecting ourselves, like, in our own power. And uh, three, like, it's referring to quantity. Yeah. Being that, like, instead of there just being one uh, Holy one Spirit-empowered yes. God-man, mm-hmm. now you have millions of people yeah. who are empowered by the same Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead is making them like Christ and there to go preach the same word, pray and ask the spirit to heal and and exercise demons and bring people to faith. It's all the work of God. And so what, what he's saying here is how much greater is it that now you have millions of people around the globe doing this right. rather than just one guy in the Old Testament named right. Moses mm-hmm. or even just one man in Jesus walking around the planet. Exactly. He's like, because you have this hope now that this is what God's doing in you, take risks. Yeah, That's what he says in, in verse 12. Mm-hmm. Therefore, since we have such hope, we are very bold. Mm-hmm. There is a call and a command for you and I to live and take risks in the faith, meaning speak of Jesus. Ask if you can pray for somebody. 
lean in and say, can I, can I pray that God would, would bring healing here? And when we walk in it boldly, but also humbly and gently and kindly, yeah. it's often very receptive. Mm-hmm. We can't say, thus saith the Lord, God told me this is going to happen. That hurts people. It, it will burn bridges. Oftentimes it doesn't happen the way that we sure. declared it to happen. Mm-hmm. But when you walk humbly and boldly simultaneously, that's when God does his thing. Yeah. And I think oftentimes non-believers are open to receiving what you might have to offer, whether it's a prayer or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's actually key for uh, a piece of the church, a piece of the pie today where a lot of people are saying, you know, I it, I don't have an experiential spirituality because I've heard these things or I know mm. these things or I've read these things, but I haven't experienced them in my own life. And I want to say, when did you try? Gently. I want to gently. And, and, and not even once. Like there has to be a continual attempts. Yes. I live in the South. It's like, hey, I, you know, I, I tried to pick something you've never done before. Maybe you've never surfed. Like I tried surfing one time and I fell off my board. It doesn't work. Like I'm not exactly. into this. You're like, yes. you got to try more. Yes, 100%. <laughs> Same with the story of the backflip. Yeah. Where it's just like there's these things that God will... He puts inside of us already we know because of the Corinth, uh, the first Corinthian study he puts inside of us longings and gifts and abilities. So there's things that he's mm. already gifted us with that now he's empowering us to by the, the power of the Holy Spirit. And we say no or we say I'm nervous or I'm scared or I don't want to take whatever you want to say. And so I just will encourage you the amount that you're willing to risk is probably going to be very much equal or close to the amount that you're going to experience. Mm. Because even in our failure with the Lord, we're still with the Lord. Yeah, It's one of those things where, um, you know, we think of it as like a win or a loss, where the, the Holy Spirit's just thinking of it as abiding. Yeah, And so that's, I think, like a huge takeaway for me from 2 Corinthians chapter 3 is take a risk, okay? Yeah. Live as a loved person. You're getting to this place too, Clark, of reminding us to walk in humility. And that's really what the chapter, uh, the chapter kind of turns there. And how the way that we're reminded of that is time spent with God. Mm. The way that we're empowered is time spent with God. It's reminding ourselves who he is and what he can do. Like Paul is so often telling us, like turn back, boast about him and Mm -hmm. what he's doing. And so if you jump all the way down to verse 18, it sounds like this. And we all with unveiled faces so this is a calling back to moses contemplate the lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever increasing glory which comes from the lord who is the spirit Mm. and so it's this continual relationship where we're we don't you know expect overnight we're just going to be boom 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 superhero jesus you know holy spirit like can the spirit do that a hundred when he says glory to glory or ever increasing glory is nodding to a process Right. A journey. Yes. Time mm-hmm. spent. And part of that, I think, is because we need the humility. I, can you imagine Can you imagine our arrogance if the Lord said, hey, you know what? Today, you're going to move this mountain into the Pacific Ocean, like fit whatever, like these huge things. And, yeah. and can, he, can the Spirit come upon and can amazing things happen? A hundred and ten percent. Most often, it's continually um, captivating our thoughts and submitting them to Jesus. Most Mm. often it is repenting over and over. Most often it is choosing to um, live a disciplined life with the Lord and submit ourselves. Most often it is choosing to relinquish and surrender to God and what he's doing instead of choosing our own way. And and the word he uses there is that contemplating, Mm -hmm. contemplating, gazing upon. And so I've said this before, glance at your problems, gaze on the Lord. 
stare yeah. at him. And there's a sense that Paul's kind of nodding to like, then God's going to rub off on you. Just like when yeah. you watch or are around other people, eventually if, if they're leaders, you're going to end up talking like them, picking up their mannerisms, being inspired by them, maybe even wanting to do what they do. Even if they're not helpful people, even if, yeah, you will be rubbed w- off. One way or another, yeah. yeah. So when you're gazing upon the Lord yeah. and contemplating the glory of the Lord, it's like as if the glory of the Lord transfers to you yeah. and you will become increasingly like Christ and experience him and also, I would say, have a fruitful life in ministry as you do what he's called you to do. Yeah. So take a risk today. <laughs> Second Corinthians 3. Thanks for spending time with us. And like Bobby said, we'll be back with you. Some of them will be in the studio. Some will just be audio. Either way, we're going to be talking about the Bible. God bless you. The Lord bless you and keep you. Don't make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give him his peace. Have a great day.